Welcome to episode 14 of Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. And today's episode is how oh. to lose a stone in 20 days. Why 20 days, Mike? Why not 21 days? Because we want to show you how you can lose it one day faster than the <laughs> Channel 4 documentary. Welcome to Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. Two PTs talking about life inside and outside of the fitness industry. <laughs> Literally, well, I got a few messages about this the other day as well and I had to check it out. And if you haven't watched it already, have a little watch on Channel 4 and the catch up. Um, and it's Dr. Michael Mosley actually showing you how you can lose a stone in 21 days. Now, is that realistic, Mike? Is it possible? Yes. But is it wise? Probably not. And today we're going to speak about how that actually is achieved and also the effect it can have on your body as well. So, Mr. Grimshaw, set us off. Okay, so I've got three steps here, Mike, as well, in how to lose a, a stone in 20 days. So. First things first, okay, we are going to drink more water. I know, simple as that, Mike, simple as that. Because the less water we drink every day, the more our body holds on to fluid. So by the fact of our bodies being about 70% water, if we drink that little bit more water, we can hold less water. Sounds simple? Sounds simple enough to me. In that case, then I'm going to keep on sipping right here. Yeah. Next thing as well, Mike, while we're, on, while we're on the subject of water as well. So what else we're going to do in these 20 days, we're going to take our carbohydrates down to zero. We're going to cut carbs out completely because every gram of carbohydrate that's stored in the muscle, also known as glycogen, is going to hold about two to three grams per gram of carbohydrate in that muscle. So already there, drinking more water, we've probably lost about four pounds. Yeah. If we're cutting carbs out completely, getting them completely out of the diet, so we're not holding any grams of water with that stored glycogen, I reckon that could be about another five pounds. Exactly. Well, I can hear those guys in the gym that always say no carbs before Marv's getting all excited now, aren't they? Yeah, no, no um, pizza before, I forget who's, no cheese oh, before Belize. No cheese uh, before Belize, that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bear in mind that our muscles are going to, hold at maybe top end about 400 grams of carbohydrates in the muscle stores and about 90 grams in the liver so we're eradicating all of that completely mike it sounds really simple doesn't it it is and then the next one mike really simple as well we're going to cut sodium out of your diet so if you know what sodium is mike can you give us some foods that are high in sodium oh so crisps mm. Mm. salted peanuts Hang on, Mike. What Chris? What you know in a selection pack? What Chris do you always go to first? What's your top flavour? Oh, mate. Go on. Blue salt vinegar. It's got to be. Oh, unless you like Walkers. Cheese onion. Cheese onion. Uh, walkers do that, but I'm a more of a blue salt vinegar man. Pringles. Oh, I would always go prawn cocktail. But anyway, so yeah, sort of like, would you say it's safe to say, Mike? Anything that's going to be high in salt or highly processed are going to be foods that are high in sodium. Yes. Yep, so we're going to cut the shit out of your diet. By that, we've done another five pounds. Yeah, easy. We've done a stone, Mike. But, but, the thing is, Mike, none of that is fat. Sorry, mate. Oh, what? So, you put me on a restrictive diet. 
Yeah. No salt. Yeah. I've got to drink tons of water. Yeah. You're pissing like a racehorse. Yeah, mate. All we're doing, you haven't lost any, any, any fat. All you've done is just manipulate your water. Oh, that sounds fantastic. But, but you've lost the stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Flip side. Yeah. And this is where it's funny because when it, well, it isn't funny, but this is what happens tends to happen when people first start dieting the first week or two they'll have a dramatic drop on the scale and the majority of that is going to be water so when people expect the same for maybe like week three week four week five week six and it is a fraction of that first week or two drop they get very disheartened when it comes to the diet you're right and especially with the amount of effort that is required to put into it if you're on a low calorie diet say i think these guys are around about 800 calories you said ridiculous mate yeah i mean the amount of stress and effort that takes after a few weeks if you're not seeing results or if you're not seeing your body composition change mm. then it's not going to really motivate you to to want to continue and that is the word body composition and that's why people lose their shit when it comes to weight loss weight loss weight loss they constantly want to see that scale move all the time okay and, and we've got to get out of this culture of just constantly weighing ourselves to track how we're doing with progress because mm. yeah, you know weight is one measure of many and for some people maybe in, in the obese population that will need to lose weight for health reasons regarding stress on their joints and their heart and stuff then yeah weight loss is applicable but for the average person who's just trying to get in shape for our beef in the summer yeah weight is not going to be a dictation of how well your diet is going it's important to have other measures like we spoke about in previous podcasts, like pictures and a dress or a t-shirt that you can't currently fit into. And now mm. obviously all of a sudden you fit better into that as well. So it's, it's important not to rely solely on, on the scales. It can be quite disheartening, especially for, for females during a certain parts of their menstrual cycle. Yeah. And that's the thing, like there's so, so, so many measures beyond weight. As Mike said, you've got your pictures, you've got your measurements, things like that. But then also it's like, how well are you doing in the gym? Are you improving on your running? Do you feel better in yourself? Do you sleep better? Do you feel more energized? These are all, this is all progression. This is not just solely based on just pure weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. And as Mike previously said about composition, composition, like fat loss versus weight loss are completely different. Mike, do you care to elaborate for me? Fat loss is just basically body fat reduction in percentage. And weight loss is just mass in total. So mass could be like, like water weight, muscle mass, fat as well. So it's important to differentiate between the two there. Yeah. Because you notice as Mike as well, like maybe like you've had clients in the past and what have you follow maybe like low calorie diets before they've come to you. And what tends to happen when someone is say overweight and they go for a dramatic like we're going to call it weight loss, they lose mm -hmm. a lot of muscle mass with it as well. And they do end up smaller but it almost goes into that, um, what's that, what's that phrase? Skinny fat. Problem is with these low calorie diets is that they're not maintainable. We have to take a step back and think we're in the real world. I think the problem is when these diets are so restrictive and hard to maintain, as soon as there comes a situation whereby like willpower is limited. Yeah. If you are on a dieting regime that requires you to be on it, Monday to Sunday, no sort of room for Emma. Unfortunately, we live in a world full of stresses. It could be, you know, a bad day at work. You could hear some bad news and start binging again. 
and the weight's going to go back on. And the interesting thing is that studies have shown that people who do lose a large amount of weight very, very fast, 90% of the time, the weight goes back on again. And from that percentage, the majority end up putting on more as well, which is quite yeah. a, a scary fact. Yeah. And unfortunately, it is almost human nature as well. We're, we're programmed to take the, the route of less resistance. You know, if, if you run around a 400 meter track, Mike, well, you probably don't. You probably go around the outside. But someone like me who wants stuff done quick, yeah, who, who wants to take the easiest route, will run around the inside of the track because it is the route of less resistance. And we use the same approach when it comes to um, like people playing the lottery. You want to earn a million pounds. You want to just win it. It's, it's easy and the same when it comes to to losing weight we want a really quick solution that's going to be um yeah. really short effortless but unfortunately it just doesn't exist anyone who has been successful in this world whether it be sport whether it be business people they have had to work their backside off to get to where they are there's no yes they might have had a been given a chance but it doesn't mean they're not at a graft to get to where they are and i think mm. unfortunately we just see the easy route and it's natural thing. Okay. Well, yeah. like Matt said, I can either spend one month getting this results or I can spend three months, but have a more of a sustained, you know, yeah. results post that. Yeah. And I've, I think that's the thing as well. Like even well, I, I post quite a lot of sort of, sort of progress pictures of, of, of my clients and you all you're seeing is that before and after picture you're not seeing all the struggles, all the bad weekends, bad weeks, the tears, the skipping workouts, everything that happens between maybe that six months progress picture, people don't see. And unfortunately, you get a lot of people that are trying to sell some, some form of supplement, meal replacement, whatever it may be, dieting structure that will kind of prey on people's, prey on people's desperations um, yeah. by showing them a transformation picture and then using a product to simply place in there, this is how you can achieve it if you take this product. Definitely. And like I say, most of these sort of approaches are it's surrounded by like a, a lower calorie diet option because they know that guarantees some form mm. of weight loss. So their, their clients will see the results and just be motivated initially by that to then further spend. And that's a, that's a problem really becomes sort of like the, low calorie diets is not only has it got the emotional effect mm. but long-term health issues can occur as a result of constantly just going through different ways of trying to lose weight you know, even people who just go to saunas just to try drop water weight mm. because they've got like a Wayne, they go just to the gym just to, on that day just to yeah. kind of sweat off loads of water so they can get up on the scale each week and say they've lost weight and then spend, spend the rest of the week yeah spend the rest of the week putting it back on again it's mental and that's, a, yeah. that's i mean that's the thing i do i don't be too harsh on like dieting clubs because generally if someone gets a good result from it and they can sustain it yeah fair play to it. i'm not slagging that off i'm just trying to stick up for the people it sort of failed for and I think you say that 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 weighing in front of everyone, taking your weight, and if you weigh in the wrong day because you've had food that's high in salt, you've had a little bit more carbohydrates, maybe you haven't drank enough water the day before, and you weigh a kilo or two heavier, and it's just water, and yeah. then that leader, I think they call them, I'm not sure, I think it's not a real qualification, it's just... So, and they go, oh, uh, Sharon, you've fucked up this week, you haven't done very well. Um, and, you know, that individual could be actually losing body fat 
at the same mm. time. Maybe they've gained water, maybe they've gained muscle, whatever it may be. And that's why this whole weighing culture, it, it's, it's just so old school now. So if we go on the flip side and look at, say, sports, and in particular, weight class sports. If you look at, say, like boxing and mixed martial arts, and say, for example, in um, MMA, like UFC, you generally have, you know, sort of like six or seven sort of classes. But generally, the purpose of that is these guys kind of cut weight as late as possible so that they can have a chance to rehydrate and refuel and give themselves a better chance of being heavier than, a, than their opponent. Me and Matt, we both weighed 85 kilos and we had to fight at 81. If I managed to rehydrate after making that 81 kilos and be two kilos heavier than Matt, that would give me an advantage in a fight. So a lot of these fighters go through really sort of extreme ways to try and get their weight off. Mm. I won't go to go on too long, but there's a story of a, a middleweight fighter, um, a British guy. Generally, eight weeks out, he was 94 kilos. Okay, but he had to get down to 84 kilos. So in eight weeks, he lost about eight kilos through like strict dieting. So that alone is a quite long, quite tough, a strict dieting. And then in the last 24 hours, he lost two kilos through sweat suits and sauna, like through water. And bear in mind, a litre of water weighs around one kilos. So about two litres of water in 24 hours based on, on low calorie diet as well. So in these extreme circumstances, long term side effects like include like energy losses, dizziness, and even sort of extreme cases like, you know, or even death. And it's sort of, you know, combat sports, even like 2% dehydration can affect a fighter's performance. And this individual just suffered long-term kidney damage due to result of like really consistently doing strict like weight cuts last minute as well. And the problem with that is like you're damaging your kidneys and that's responsible for like maintaining fluid balance, mm. filtering out minerals from blood, in addition to sort of filtering waste from your food and toxins. I mean, have you ever kind of come across anyone yourself, Matt, who like, is a fighter or generally who's had to, you know, cut weight? Yeah, I mean, it is very, very extreme, Mike, as well. Um, I used to see it in the mm. gym I used to work at as well. Like people with them silver like spacesuits, mm. wetting on a treadmill everywhere. Yeah. I think that's the thing. That, I think that's the only place where weight loss would almost be applicable is for like a fighter or a jockey yeah. or, or or some sort of sport because as you said it, you cannot do it long term it, no. it is a very short term thing such as a weigh-in because I'm guessing yeah. like after they, they have to rehydrate straight away didn't they after their weigh-in it's not a simple process of right okay now I've I've made the weight let's just carry on as normal you're going to cause some serious issues I mean yeah I will have to like you mentioned rehydrate first of all and generally that's done on the first two hours with electrolyte solutions which generally include about six percent carbohydrates in there as well in that solution and this has to be a gradual process so that the kidneys aren't flushing out all of it as well because you know your kidneys have been under stress for the last eight weeks through diet anyway after that couple of hours then the refueling process starts and a diet here is essential for these fires so they need to generally start gradually eating sort of high gi gi is glycemic index carbohydrates um low fat proteins and also low fiber and that's to avoid bloating as well so if you're you know, you've been cutting weight and then you go out and have say a, a meat feast pizza that's probably going to be the worst thing that's going to cause cramps bloating you know. so the less weight you have to lose prior to the fight means less stress and i think that's it's find the right balance for these fighters 
obviously beyond the, the physical damage a, a low calorie diet could do for athletes and for general population mm. but I, I, what, what your, what's your opinion on even the psychological effect of like low calorie dieting and maybe over restriction mm. again i've listened to another ted talk um a lady called sandra amot and she's like a neuroscientist mm. and she speaks about the effects on teenage girls in america and being on restrictive diets from like age 10 I mean, and that's just like being aware that at age 10 that you have to go on a diet. I mean, for me, that's not cool. I mean, you know, no. if you're a 10 year old girl, the last thing you want to be thinking about, I mean, when I was 10, what I think about was like you mentioned before, getting home, getting to the park, yeah, you know, playing loads of, playing loads of sport, getting home, eating my dinner, and then obviously just going to bed, you know, going and obviously yeah. just going to school the next day. So the thought of having to think about, oh, how many calories have I had today? Or, yeah. you know, and, they, and they, they speak about that being a massive psychological effect and having a massive influence on them being obese or overweight in later in life and you think how much it fucks up adults as well let alone children on mm, a diet definitely i think i think as well like this whole sort of what, what i have a big big gripe with even with this documentary mike i don't i don't even want to call it a documentary documentary it's not even worthy of a documentary mike it's just a program yeah and in this he he, he said the phrase good and bad foods I can't stand oh, mate. that. I think as soon as you start associating good or bad foods, then yeah. that's a downhill to eating disorders. Yeah. And just, just generally having a poor relationship with food. And that's the thing, you know, I, we could look at any food and find something that is lacking this vitamin or... Yeah. And in this documentary, he's talking about sort of like, yeah, again, going about heavily focused on sugar being really 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 evil but didn't really go into when it's all carbohydrates broken down it's broken into you know it's stored as glycogen in your muscle which essentially is just it's sugar isn't it really um but the, the bit he said was like obviously going about refined sugar being unhealthy and again, again refined sugar in high doses is gonna is gonna push you towards obesity because it's high in calories and it's quite easy to eat but however, there's a, there's a bit where he slices up a banana, does the uh, prick test on his finger, takes blood sugar level, eats a banana, does a prick test. His blood sugar goes up. So what? It gives people the opportunity to find something that's a cause. So it's down to the amount Bananas. of fruit I eat or, yeah. or because um, I eat chocolate. So people generally sort of cut out that part of their diet and then maybe three, four weeks. And then when it comes, because it's so restrictive, something happens and then they go back into eating it again and they think, oh, yeah. well, it's because I'm eating bread again or crisps are your thing and you cut out crisps, all right, I'm not going to eat crisps again. Then generally we say, oh, that's the reason why I've always been overweight. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, yes, cutting out crisps will reduce your calorie intake, which will mean that you will lose weight, but it's not going to be the reason. At some point in your life, you'll have to include crisps again. Yeah, and it's almost this attachment, isn't it, to i.e. carbs. That is why you know, I, I, I've put on those weights it's because of carbs or it's because of Chris or it's because of sugar. And it, it's kind of like fashion. It changes every year. You go back to the early nineties, it was fat food, wasn't it? That was like the enemy. Yeah. Now, you know, carbs are the enemy. And uh, you know, now even intermittent, you know, eating three meals is the enemy. You eat two meals instead. It, it constantly changes with like almost fashion in a way. Why, why, why? I think for well, the process of weight loss, it's, it's simple. Yeah. But applying it is, is hard, mate. I 100%. think, you know, you know, the amount of time that we've had to diet for various reasons and, you know, the hell we've had to go through. Then straight away, as soon as we finished it, what have we done? We've gone down to GBK and smashed out a 2,000 calorie meal. 
when we talk about it, it's quite logical. You know, it's logical. This is what you do to lose weight. You know, you put yourself in a, a caloric deficit either through reduce how many calories you're eating or increase how much you're moving, which, you know, I think everyone sort of has heard of that by now. But actually doing it is a different thing because you've got this whole emotional side to it. We are emotional creatures we make emotional decisions we eat through comfort we eat when we're happy we're this it's a far complex issue than maybe you're eating too many carbohydrates it is a collective of everything in your lifestyle approach that that works for you and doesn't cause you much stress because it's like if you've had a bad day at work you're not going to go home and then binge because you've had a bad day it's important to have an approach which you can adapt in your lifestyle so in such an easy way yeah. and then long term that's going to be the key to to weight management yeah yeah and i think that, that that's the thing is as well you've got to remember that like all diets work off of, of the same premises you're in an energy deficit you know whether that be a ketogenic diet whether that be just a low carb diet whether that be a fasting diet whatever it may be they all work off the same thing it's just finding something that as mike said fits around your lifestyle that you can sustain that diet otherwise there's no point in doing it and you know dieting shouldn't be focused on all year round it should be done for a period of time and it should be left alone for a bit and all i mean by not dieting doesn't mean reverting back to your old eating habits it just means eating a little bit more yes matt and um, on that note i think it's a good time to wrap up today i think we've covered everything off and uh, we've given our listeners enough to make their own choice yeah and guys if you haven't watched the uh, program and channel for watch it listen to a podcast see your th- i want to hear your thoughts on it i want to hear any comments about the podcast about the program we'd love to hear about it and obviously any uh, topics that you think are quite current quite uh, relative at the moment please drop me and mike a message on instagram and facebook and stay safe guys what he said <laughs>